0: And welcome to So You Owned a VW Bus, the podcast fueled by the stories, the anecdotes to yarns and grease of Volkswagen owners past and present. I'm Ryan.
1: Did you say Grease?
0: Yeah, sometimes grease. Like you eat some bacon and you string the drippings in your secondary fuel tank that runs on grease. Are you gonna introduce yourself?
1: Um, I'm Miracle.
0: So we're a dozen states into our 49-state tour when our exhaust system developed a crack. I jumped on Van Alert and found a place called the VW Garage in Portland, Maine. The shop owner, Corey Sterling, hooked us up with a metal fabricator and welder named William Bruce.
1: William is a fellow VW owner, and after he patched our exhaust system, we decided to do an interview right there in the parking lot along their very busy main street.
0: So we're actually sitting in your... Vanagon, hmm. uh, but Tec- technically
2: I guess a Joker. But yes.
0: it's a Joker. Yep. So, yep. Uh, explain for our listeners what 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 exactly is a Joker? Uh, what what makes this breed different than all the other vans that they're going to see around? And if you don't mind holding the, the oh, microphone, okay. yeah.
2: In um, well, this was originally sold in Germany, and in Europe they didn't use the model name Vanigan. They used other model names, and one of the more prominent ones was Joker. And so, this is it's just called a Joker. I don't know exactly why there are varying um takes on that. Um, this German friend of mine, Andy, said that it's like the top card, like the ace, like the best. Apparently, that's what that's his take on it. Um, that's that's what I know about why they're called Joker. Um, in the U.S., Vanagon was a uh, van, station wagon, so that's why it's Vanagon. Does your
1: bus have a name? No. And will you name? And it, it?
2: doesn't have a gender either. No. okay. Do <laughs> <No. laughs> you just no. not get into that, or I, I don't get into that? Yeah, yeah. Um, although I have an intimate relationship with the car, I don't. It's 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 a machine. It came with. Uh, 1.6 liter turbo diesel and a five-speed transmission um it's two-wheel drive it's not syn- it's not a synchro it's not four-wheel drive but it came with a 1.6 liter turbo diesel um engine and five-speed transmission and that was a little that that combination was never sold in the u.s um i've had it for 17 years and i'm on my many engines later <laughs> I'm not going to say how many, um, but I'm. I've run it on. I ran it on that engine, and then I replaced that with another 1.6 liter, and then a couple of 1.9 liter turbo diesel engines, a little bit bigger that were originally sold in Canada. And now I've just recently finally put in uh, an early TDI, um, otherwise known as a one Z, um, and. Uh, I've modified it to run on vegetable oil. I've done that for the past 10 years. It runs on um, diesel or vegetable oil either one. The diesel fuel system is still intact there's a secondary fuel system that, that um, I fill with vegetable oil and it it, it's, it will run on either fuel. So what inspired the because you actually converted it? Yeah right yep yep yeah I do all the work on, on my car yeah. What inspired the conversion to vegetable oil? Um, (laughs) Well, primary, probably to save money. Um, That was the primary. And the other thing was just, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. You know, I'd like to do that. Why not? Um, And then once I got into it, it was just, it's just, it's just fun to do. It's fun to um, go on a trip and, you know, not have to stop for fuel. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a manifestation of, um, self-reliance, you know, um, doing all the work in my own car and, and making my own fuel and, you know, having a car that you can work on yourself and, live in if you had to, sleep in, whatever. It's all, you know, sort of pathological self-reliance.
1: We should convert our bus Addy to vegetable oil.
2: Yeah, how hard could that be? More people don't do it because it's a lot of work. It's, you know, I used a lot of fuel, around 30,000 pounds worth of fuel. I moved myself with my body. My body feels it now you know my shoulders it's uh you know uh 35 pounds per uh four and a half gallon cubie two cubies at a time moved around you know picked up poured filtered filtered again poured into the tank it's a it's a lot of work and it's a ton of work with you. and carried with and then carried with me yeah
1: yeah okay so never mind
0: a German bus in the United States has to have a good backstory, right?
2: This bus, you were saying, has been... It's been all over the world. Um, the My friend who went to California to buy it bought it from a guy named Zoltan. Um, he bought it in Germany in the early 90s, um, and he drove it all over the world. He drove it... Uh, Through Europe, North Africa, through the Middle East, Pakistan, India, had it shipped to Singapore uh, had it shipped to Australia and then had it shipped to the US Um, and I guess he just had enough of it when he got to the US or he didn't want to pay to have it fully imported or you know maybe the bad head gasket, I don't know but he decided to get rid of it Um, but he left in it um, under that seat pedestal right there, there was, a, there was a security box welded in there, and in that was all sorts of documents from his travels um, around the world, including a bunch of traveler's checks, all his um, documents from container ships, shipping it to Australia and Singapore and the U.S. and stuff, and, and some cash. Um, so... <laughs> And I actually tried to find the guy years ago and, and couldn't find him. Um, I got a little bit of a line on him, but I, I couldn't get a hold of him because I wanted to give him back his stuff. But let's see, there's a picture of him here somewhere. A pa- copy of his passport. Do you still have the cash? No, I spent the cash. Okay. But say. the traveler's oh, checks oh, are here. It was, uh, it was it it was was like 150 bucks in cash, something like that.
3: Uh, What's up? <laughs> hey. You good to go? Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: That person who slid open the door is Corey Sterling, the owner and
3: operator of the VW Garage.
1: And like any classic VW bus, he has an interesting backstory too.
3: I'm Corey, just a normal dude, but I've been working on Volkswagens for 30 years. I spent four of those years in Germany, and then I came back to the States. I opened a shop in Pennsylvania. I got tired of it, and I quit. I went back to work for the dealer for a while. And I just, I'm a glutton for punishment. I started doing the stuff on the side at my house, redesigned my garage for fixing cars, and then started a business called the VW Garage, which has blossomed into buying that gas station and doing things that I've never done before and just fixing cars. I mean, I've built cars for magazines for years. I've been in the tuning scene into making cars faster scene and changing the, the complete design of the car and how it should work and everything else for years. Everything I own, I couldn't afford to let somebody else fix it. So I had to learn. And it's just, I'm self taught. I've never went to school for this at all. And around here, around here, it's well, it's known. And I I think I said this to you that people call me VW Jesus because they'll just call me up and be like, Hey, this is what's wrong with my car. And I'm like, Can you send me a sound clip or something? You know, just give me a little better, better description. I'll be like, Oh, yeah, it's just this. It's like, he called me the other day and he's like, my car's hunting. I just put this diesel in. It's hunting up and down. I can't get the idle straight. And I'm like, that's weird. And he's like, I can't get the fuel right. I retard it, advance it, it doesn't work. I'm like, it's probably the pump. I said it's the pump. There's a washer in there that goes out.
2: He, Yeah, he was right. I I, I, have, I have no problem admitting he was right. Listen,
1: I'm not, you don't.
0: <laughs> These two guys have an obvious respect for each other, but they also seem like their personalities might be at odds.
1: We had to ask how they ever ended up working together. <sighs>
2: Oh, yeah, a mutual friend of ours. She was a, her name was Margo. She was a client of Corey's when he was at the dealership down at Saco. And um, he said, he said, she said, she said, you know, this this guy's been working on my car. You guys should get together. You like each other, (laughs) you know. And so, um, yeah, so that's how we met. And then, but then we got to know each other better when Corey moved his business up here. To to Westbrook, Portland first and then Westbrook. Yeah, Um, because we have uh, complementary trades. You know, I'm a metal fabricator and machinist, and so we've done a few projects together. And and we're, like he says,
3: gluttons for punishment, I guess. Yeah, if if it can't be built, we'll try to figure out how to build it.
0: (laughs) Corey, as he said, is well-known, very well-known. He has been featured in Performance VW.
1: Corey is also a professional driver who loves the thrill of speed.
3: Oh, uh, what do you think of Bill's uh, rig? Oh, I love this thing. I think it's awesome. It's a Show it's quality, a, right? <laughs> it's, it's not even about show quality. It's just the stories the van can tell and the things that he's done to it are always an improvement. And it's neat to see the engineering that goes into it. He's a real neat guy. I, I would almost say he's eccentric in a way. He's very meticulous. He's very calculated, um, and he's taught me some really cool things. But what he's done to this van is is pretty awesome. I mean, he's a diehard Vanagon owner. Like he drives this. If he could drive it daily, he would.
0: Uh, so Corey has a reputation uh, for driving. Yeah. Have you been in the? Have you been a passenger in the no. car with him?
2: No. no? Never. Would, would you? No. Why not? It's just not going to happen. <laughs> no, because he has, you know, 500 plus horsepower cars and uh, no fear, not going to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, You wouldn't go... Off.
2: I don't even drive. His, he, he, he wants me to drive his cars. and I don't even do that. I don't want to know what I'm missing. I, I, I used to go fast years ago. I raced motorcycles quite a few years ago and I don't go fast anymore. Yeah, I, I Did, went from the, the fastest production vehicle to the slowest production vehicle, and I like it that way. Ooh. Less tickets. Any other piece of advice or wisdom for us?
3: Stay off the highways stay on that stay bus. Off the
2: highways.
3: Enjoy the back roads, even though it might take you longer. It's just the wear and tear on, on these old buses. People, like you said, they've, there's been a since COVID hit, I have sold more Eurovans and more buses. Than I ever have in my life. I have people call me all the time, um, and I try to explain to them. And they're they're kind of feeble minded because they don't really know what's going on. And I'm like, they're not like any other car. It's not. It's a. It's literally owning one of these. It becomes a, a way of life. You have to understand that when you pull into a shop, like when you pulled into mine. Yes, I might have been like you know, jokingly around with you, giving you a hard time. Mm-hmm. I I will never leave a bus owner stranded in this state. I just won't. As much as I would love you to be stranded here because there's so much to see, I won't do that. We have enough people here already. (laughs) I want you to move (laughs) along.
1: Thank you, Corey, and thank you, Bill, for helping us move along on our 49-state bus tour.
0: You can follow along at ontheroadwithaddy.com.
1: And thank you to the Jan Machowski Foundation of Switzerland for supporting this venture.
0: Hey baby, you ready to hit the highway? I think we're
1: supposed to be sticking to the back roads baby.
0: Says who?
2: It just the highways are just soul-sucking, mind-numbing, terrible, terrible roads. Terrible. There's nothing there. There's nothing except for cars and and in other states it's advertising, you know? In 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 Maine there's no billboards, so that's kind of nice, but yeah, they're they're hot for one thing and i don't have air conditioning you know they're exposed to the sun um, they're long flat and straight and there's nothing there you know it's there's there's nobody there except for other cars so I, I stay off them if you're if you're if your goal is to get from point a to point b then get on the highway and that's what most people do but i try to not have that be my